radically individual spirituality. We all want health, money, resources, and opportunity to do the things that we desire. We all want meaning and purpose. For many of us, myself included, meaning and purpose laid out in 2,000-year-old books like the Bible and the Quran and the Hindu Upanishads and the Torah are just that. 2,000-year-old books and then some year old books written by people who gained some insight and then translated by others who either had insight or power or influence on their agenda. We'll truly never know what motivated all of the words in those books. What we can know is that for some reason they stand the test of time because they speak to a part of the human condition. If you're anything like me, they cannot capture my experience and study in their literal interpretation. So there's two ways to look at any type of teaching. You either see it as an event that occurred, which any rational person has to discount, because the events don't line up with the research. Unless you get way down into the unprovable questions like, does God exist? Because that's an unknowable and unprovable question, completely tainted by personal experience. And personal experience, by its very nature, is a very limited phenomenon. Whereas even the books and the teachings of spiritual traditions have stood the test of time because they transcend individual experience. So my personal path the path which I think many of us need right now is one of what I said earlier, radical individual spirituality. It's not really radical, except for that we have so many literal interpretations of spirituality that are pushed by groups who want to preserve their identity and by individuals who feel empowered by that literal interpretation. But if you really dig down and you really do the work necessary to question your assumptions, if you have enough confidence, support, and resources, and enough intelligence, and you're willing to say yes to this simple statement, I was wrong, then it becomes pretty clear that in one way or another, the literal interpretations of spiritual teachings fall apart. But what doesn't fall apart is the metaphor, the beauty of the experience. So, one of the most popular symbols, the symbol of the hero dying for his people, that is most exemplified in the Christian tradition as Jesus dying on the cross, because of his compassion for others. What's beautiful about that and what is relevant to your and my life is the teaching of selflessness and the teaching of identification with others, even when that harms my own interest. So in that sense, the literal interpretation is unnecessary and in fact, many ways detrimental because you try to cram down other people's throat, your literal interpretation of a symbol. 
So if you just embrace this idea that spiritual teachings have a symbolic wisdom that is directly applicable to your life, and sometimes it's not, you have to judge it by its own relationship to your life. So if you go out and start acting in a way that's consistent with identifying with those would harm you and seeing that they are people and that they don't know what they're doing and forgive them, then you need to see how does that affect you. And in some ways may actually kill you like it killed Jesus. That's the metaphor. Whether or not you use Jesus as a metaphor, that particular hero dying for the good of his people is everywhere. You'll see it in movies, in books, in other ancient traditions, in indigenous traditions. It doesn't matter. That one's just the easiest for most people, at least in Western society, to identify with. You know, in countries that are grounded in Buddhism, you see the selflessness of the Buddha in the same light. Now, the Buddha said, symbolic tradition, that he was going to give up his life in order to have insight into how to help other people. It's the same story with a slightly different symbol and a slightly different teaching. So Jesus, in his own way, went through that death process in the 40 days in the cave and the temptations, just as Buddha went through the temptations. I'm not familiar with the Quran and those teachings, so I'm not going to really talk about those. And then I'm sure the Upanishads and the other Mahabharata and the other Hindu traditions are full of selfless acts like that. So just sticking with the example of a selfless act, that may kill you, but it also will give you an insight and an openness to your heart. So you need to understand that when you're going into a spiritual practice. You know, if you give away all your power and simply identify with others' pain and suffering, it's going to have negative consequences in your current life. Now, most of us want to have a great current life. Most of us don't want to be martyrs and die on the stake. So here's an example of the way I approach the metaphor of selfless identification with your enemies and others that would harm you. I don't want to die on the cross. No matter how noble that is, it's not something I choose. But I do want to identify with the pain and suffering of others in a way that doesn't drag me down, that doesn't cost me extensively my ability to live in my life and produce the type of beneficial works which I hope I am producing. So I take that symbol of the heroic person who gives their life in order to serve the benefit of humanity, and I put a little barrier around my physical body and my finances and my wife and my family and my home, and I protect those things to the best of my ability, and then I try from that place to give whatever I can to make the world a better place and try to do it in an effective way. So I don't follow the letter. I test everything. And I think that's the rub. Radical spirituality is about testing ideas. And you test ideas, and a lot of times you're going to get it wrong. You're going to think like, oh, the lesson is, is that I need to shut people out. And then two years later, after shutting people out, you realize, holy crap, I'm totally isolated right now. That wasn't the lesson. The lesson is balance. And then 
Two years later, you realize, like, holy crap, balance wasn't the lesson. The lesson was I needed to deepen my own relationship to myself so that I could achieve more personal insight so that I'd have more wisdom in the world. And then two years later, you may realize that, well, wisdom wasn't entirely it. All of those pieces were good lessons and stepping stones along the path. But now you may realize that, oh, in my own way of doing this, which is going to be unique, that's the thing that doesn't work in literal interpretations of spirituality. Your unique way, your unique self isn't necessarily going to learn the lessons it needs to learn by following a regimented path. You have to experiment and you have to be able to read the feedback of your failures, make adjustments and move on. So from that last example, let's say that wisdom was, I thought like it's all about wisdom. And then I realized that I was giving my way a power to all kinds of people who would do me harm and would do the world harm. So then the lesson becomes self-protection. So all of those lessons are an example of what I'm calling an approach to radical spirituality. You take a principle that you learn that seems consistent throughout basically all traditions. Almost all traditions are consistent in a few things. You can start with the consistencies between all traditions, and then you can start ferreting out the differences that don't necessarily work. So a radical individual approach to spirituality, which in my humble opinion, is the path to resolve a lot of our problems in the world. Because a literal interpretation of anything, be it politics, be it spirituality, be it ideology, stops data. It stops questions. It stops the feedback loop, which in our day and age we have proven is what produces results. I hope somebody's watching this can do this and will contact me. You need to tie your spiritual growth to data metrics. And those data metrics will give you the feedback that you need in order to evolve more powerfully, more effectively in all the realms that got you into that spiritual pursuit in the first place. If you don't have those data metrics, like I've been trying to create for myself in a willy-nilly way because I don't, I'm not a data guy. I need a data guy to give those things to me and I can get more of it from the internet. If you try to create those things yourself, again, you're going to get those wrong too, and you're going to need to analyze that data and bring yourself to a better refined approach each time. So a radical individual approach to spirituality is a constant feedback, refining, admitting failure process, and moving forward, experimenting, trying something new. I hope that's helpful. Please subscribe. Please visit the website, sign up for the email letter, and have a great day.